This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. What do you think of when you hear the word networking? Do you picture yourself in a room full of professionals feeling nervous to approach them and make an introduction? Or does networking to you mean spending hours online researching and making comments on social media and sending emails? Whether in person or online, we can all agree that networking is an absolute key part of finding and landing opportunities that lead to success. If you've ever heard the phrase, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, then you probably get it. So joining us today to share her expertise is publicist and owner of K Publicity Incorporated, Dana Kay. Over the years, Dana has been able to take what she has learned as a freelance writer, book critic, and brand manager for authors and apply it when teaching and coaching entrepreneurs. As you will hear her mention in this episode, she and many of her clients are what you call book people, <laughs> and therefore she is no stranger to the struggles of being an introvert. Luckily, being an introvert doesn't have to hold you back from absolutely killing it when it comes to networking. If that's you, if you're currently battling the networking jitters, then today's episode will definitely resonate with you. So let's go ask Dana how she networks as an introvert. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, Tasha. I'm excited to talk about all things networking. Yes. So I would first love to know who you are, what you do, who you serve. I am the founder of K Publicity Inc. So we are a boutique PR company specializing in publishing and entertainment. And I took everything that I learned as a brand manager for authors and have started applying that to entrepreneurs. So I also coach and teach entrepreneurs via my platform, Branding Outside the Box. I love it. I love it. And yes, today we're talking about networking and specifically networking as an introvert. So this is a problem that a lot of the VAs and the OBMs and the PMs that I work with definitely have. A lot of times people become support providers because they want to be in the background, right? And then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, if I want to grow and build a business, I'm the business owner. I'm still the face of it. I need to show up. So I'm wondering, like, was that, how did you navigate that when you first started your business? Was that a hurdle that you had to get over? Absolutely. Well, I think not just for me, but for most of our clients, we're all book people and book people like the VAs and OBMs and PMs that you work with tend to be more introverted. So we would go to these writing conferences or publishing industry conferences, and it would be so draining and overwhelming. We would be, you know, thinking about, okay, I have my elevator pitch and who do I talk to and how do I get this in and who's the people, who are the people I had to meet? And what I started to realize is that one, most of us are in the same boat in that many of the people attending these events are introverts. And also, if you are a, attending a networking event, you are there to network. So you're not 
bothering anybody. Mm -hmm. We all showed up in that room. Uh, Maybe now it's a Zoom room, but we all showed (laughs) up in the room to network with that purpose. And so once I started to realize that, that many people were introverted and just as uncomfortable as I was, but that also we were all there for the same purpose, it became a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And so some of the tactics, I view a lot of what I do as like a laboratory. I think Mm -hmm. like experimentation and trying things out is really important. And so through my years of navigating these conferences and other industry events, I learned a few things. And I also learned overall that introverts are great at networking for these couple of reasons. The first is that people think of conversations more favorably when they do most of the talking. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So I am going to think very highly of this podcast interview because I'm doing most of the talking (laughs) and you're asking me really great informative questions. And so what that does is if you want to make a lasting impression and you want to have someone think of you favorably, all you have to do is ask them informed questions to show that you're listening and just let them talk. And once I realized that, it took all the pressure off me to be witty and charming and nail my elevator pitch. And then I could just be curious, which I, like many introverts, are naturally curious. And so that was something I started doing and I saw its effects immediately. I made great contacts. People would say, oh, you're such a great listener. Oh, I love our conversations, even though I didn't have a conversation. I just (laughs) asked them questions. And so that was one thing that really helped. The other thing was that I realized most people don't follow up from those conversations. Mm -hmm. I was I thought if I met, let's say I was at a conference and I saw the keynote speaker and I made an introduction and I wanted to email them afterwards saying, I really enjoyed your talk and I'd love to get virtual coffee or whatever that may be. I thought that they were getting inundated after. That's not the case. Most people don't actually follow up. I think we can all think about this for ourselves. How many times have you come back from a conference with a stack of business cards and not do anything with them? Mm -hmm. And so- you have to remember that you're actually not going to inundate people. The amount of people who actually follow up is very small. So just by following up and saying, I was great meeting you at this place. I loved talking to you about this to jog their memory if they did meet a lot of people and then give some meaningful call to action. I would love to hop on a Zoom call and learn more about your business, or I would love to make an introduction to somebody in this field something like that, something meaningful, not just stay in touch because that doesn't mean anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't know what that would look like to quote unquote, just stay in touch. (laughs) And so those are the two big changes I made. And I found that networking became a lot easier, a lot less draining and way more effective. I love that. I love the be curious part because I'm an ENFP, so I'm an extrovert, but I think I'm more of an ambivert, you know, because it, it just depends on my mood kind of thing. But so many times when I'm in larger conferences, especially, it's hard to like put yourself out there. Even if you are an extrovert, you're like, who do I talk to first? Where do I go? You know, and just being curious, letting people talk about themselves. Super love that one. I also love the follow-up because you're so right. So few people follow up and so much of what I teach and what we say all the time is like, it's in the follow-up. You know, the key is to the follow-up when it comes to proposals, when it comes to networking, any of that stuff. So I love both of those. I would love to know how you choose your networking events 
and or like in-person conferences or, or even like who you are going to approach to have a coffee chat with. Do you go with like smaller events? Do you, does the size not matter? What is it for you? So I, I approach this in a couple of ways. You know, at, at the point of my career, I've been doing this for over 11 years now. So I, I do do a lot of speaking. And so I tend to speak at conferences that maybe I would want to attend. Um, that's how I kind of filter some of my mm-hmm. speaking requests. But in terms of going to conferences I and going to, whether it's a virtual conference or an in-person conference, I pick based on one, what am I going to learn? And two, is that going to be my target audience? So if I could combine the learning with the networking, then that is something that's worth investing my time and my money. And so I think that it's less about the size. Like for example, this year I attended for the first time ever social media marketing world, which is- Wow, that's a big one. (laughs) It's a big one. And my little introverted heart was trembling. And, but it was something that a lot of people I knew went to. I was friends with some of the speakers. So I knew I could like network and see them. And then also I had heard that in order to- speak or be invited to speak, you kind of had to go and schmooze with the social media examiner people. And so I was like, okay, if I'm going to speak at this conference, I should probably go to the conference first. And so that was a big one and it was overwhelming. But what I did was I paced myself. I didn't go to everything. I had dinners by myself. That was a big one is to just eat dinner, journal a little bit, get some of the stuff out of my head. And also just kind of take the pressure off. I think when we are spending a lot of money and spending time at these conferences, we want to pack everything in. But if you try to pack everything in, it could be less effective. Like it may be more effective for you to only attend half the sessions and then go back and journal or make a plan for implementation or, you know, take someone out for coffee to talk about it afterwards. So in terms of the live events, I tend to focus on is it going to be my target audience in terms of getting clients or making connections? And also, do I want to learn? And then in terms of who to network with, I start in a group networking setting. I try to meet several people. Like you try to like kind of get a lot, a little from a lot, like make connections with a lot of people as an introvert. And again, who's someone who's naturally curious. If I find someone that I gel with, I have a tendency to just want to talk to them the whole night and like, just spending, because it's more comfortable. I already did the scary thing of breaking the ice. Like, why would I want to do that again? But in actuality, there's plenty of time for those deeper, meaningful conversations. When you're in a group setting, you want to touch base with many people. And when I'm talking to people, this gets a little more um, intuitive. So bear with me. (laughs) I, I pay attention to my body language when I'm talking to somebody. So when when I'm listening to them and I'm asking them questions, I notice, am I leaning towards them or am I pulling away? Are my feet facing them? Are my hands crossed or my arms crossed across my chest? Mm-hmm. What's my body language telling me? And you'll notice that the people you're not gelling with, and maybe you don't know why, but for whatever reason, you'll notice that you're pulling away from them. Ooh, and those are the people yeah. that I tend to say, okay, there's something here. I'm just going to move on. And then the ones who I'm leaning towards, my feet are pointing towards them. It's really easy to come up with questions. The conversation isn't strained. Those are the people that I'm like, okay, those will probably have a long-term, more meaningful connection with. And those, I tend to follow up with everybody because it's polite and the right thing Mm -hmm. to do. And you never know. But also the ones where I would say afterwards, let's get on a Zoom call and, and talk more about this. Those are the people that I tend to write on their business cards. Like I give a star or something. I feel <laughs> like, you know, soul connection, lots of synergy and like really excited to talk to them. 
Yeah, I love that. And what I heard in both of those tips is to give yourself permission, right? Give yourself permission to be intuitive and to listen to what your heart and what your body are telling you as as you're talking to that person, but also give yourself permission for self-time. I know that when I go to larger conferences where I know that I'm going to be drained by the end, I try to get my own room and not share a room with people because I want to be able to not talk to anyone at the end of the day, right? (laughs) 100%. I think that's so important. And it's really hard to tap into your intuition when you're having input all the time. Yeah. So like if you are going to room, you know, look, we all got different budgets. So if you're in a room with somebody, rooming with the person that you are closer with and there's like establishing some boundaries, like there's, I've roomed with two people other than my wife at conferences <laughs> and both of those people are both introverts and we both know that it's totally okay when we come back to the room, we are just quiet. Yes. We don't need to talk. We've even gone out <laughs> to dinner together and just read books. <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> sitting across from each other. Like we're, we can be in the same, in the same table, eating the same food, but we're just going to read and not talk right now. <laughs> and so I think the idea, I think a lot of this stuff when it comes to networking is really intuitive. Like your body knows what it wants before your head does. And if you get out of your head a little bit, because when you're in your head, you're thinking about the stakes. You're thinking about all the things you have to do. You're running through scenarios of, okay, I have to tell, make sure I get across that. Like I am a web designer and I can help them or that, oh, my VA services could benefit them. I need to make sure. <laughs> if you just get out of your head, just kind of like, just kind of follow your curiosity and like let your, your intuition guide it. It's, it's much better. It's also something you had said when we had talked earlier about VAs and OBMs tend to be high fact finders. Mm-hmm that makes you guys so great at networking because you are there to find facts. Like you're there yes. to ask questions and, <laughs> and dive deeper and not let people off the hook. And I think that that's a really great way to not only build good connections, but demonstrate your skills in the field that you're in. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So if somebody has not attended, let's say their first in-person networking event yet, what is the one thing that they can do to kind of start prepping in order to get more comfortable with that? Absolutely. So, and I can share in the, for the show notes, a networking event checklist where people can grab before, during, and after. So I think little things like, you know, preparing, making sure your online house is in order, right? Because we all have these little computers in our pockets called smartphones. (laughs) And so if someone meets you, they could in theory, look at your website, like right there standing with you. And so make sure your online house is in order. Make sure you have business cards, those kinds of nuts and bolts things. But in terms of getting started in a group networking event, I tend to recommend looking for people that are around the perimeter of the room, potentially on their phones. So our little phones, our little computers are our security blankets. It's a defense mechanism. If someone was really doing something important, like you got an urgent text or you had, you know, something blowing up with a client, you would leave the room. Right. (laughs) So don't think, oh, they're so busy. No, they're just using their little security device, security blanket to scroll through Instagram while they wait for someone to talk to them. So look for the people who are around the perimeter of the room and or potentially on their phones and just say like, hey, I'm not sure if I'm interrupting. I just wanted to introduce myself on the off chance they are really busy, then they'll just say, I'm so sorry, I have to do this. And then they'll leave the room. They'll get a clue. But 
nine times out of 10, I'd say they're going to put their phone back and be like, oh, phew, someone talked to me. <laughs> and they're also going to remember you more and they're think of you more favorably because you saved them, right? You were the person that reached out to them and didn't force them to like make that awkward, right? Make that awkward yeah. connection. So that's where I would get started. And you can ask questions, but if they're not very forthcoming, talk about like some shared experiences. Like if you're all at the same conference asking, how's your conference going so far? Have you seen anything you liked particularly? You know, if you're wearing name badges and you can see where they're from, you can ask questions about where they're coming in from. There's a lot of ways to kind of bring them out of their, bring them out of their shell. And if they're not giving you much, you can then offer more from you. So if you say, how's your conference going so far? And they say, fine, not a great <laughs> answer, right? And right. Say, like, oh, that's good to hear. I went to this, like, have you, you know, you can, you can kind of figure that out. And if it's just not working, then that's your cue to say, it was nice meeting you and move on. <laughs> I love that too. Jordan Gill, I don't know if you know Jordan Gill, but she's big in the ops world. And she was, um, and I'll link to the show notes too for this, but she was on the podcast like, early on when I first started the podcast and she was talking about how for smaller networking events, if she has time, she actually will look up some of the things that people, some of the things that the other people attending enjoy and find some commonalities so that she has something to start the conversation with. And I think like, of course you can't do that for like super large networking events, but for smaller, maybe like retreat style things, it's definitely a way to go so that you're at least like, Oh, Dana, I know. I remember Dana likes chocolate or whatever the case may be, you know, something to, to bring commonality to the conversation. <laughs> yes. 100%. I mean, if you, I think sometimes if you, if you have the bandwidth to do your homework and mm-hmm. to do, and to go the extra mile, like none of that hurts. But I find that sometimes the preparation, sometimes it psychs people out in many uh, ways. Yeah. So they don't even want to do it. Yeah. Um, like I remember when I was just starting out, one of our clients was going to a big dinner where he needed to meet some people and we made dossiers for each of the people attending with oh like my the gosh. picture and the stuff. And he found that more overwhelming. Like he mm-hmm. was like, oh my gosh, I have to memorize all this before the dinner. Whereas I think he would have actually been more fine had he just been left to his own devices. And so I think it really depends if you find that you feel more relaxed, the more you prepare that I definitely recommend Jordan's, you know, yeah. Jordan's way of going about it. For me, I tend to, the more homework and the more stuff I have to do in advance, the more pressure I feel. So Mm -hmm. I'd much rather just get centered and like be fully rested and present and know that I have my business cards and know that I have all my stuff. And that's a little bit more rather than planning to figure out who I want to meet. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. This has been so amazingly helpful. I know, I already know that I'm going to get so many messages from people saying like, thank you. This is how I was feeling. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) So can you tell us more about where we can find you online and where you tend to hang out? Yes, absolutely. So if you are looking for a new podcast, I podcast at Branding Outside the Box. And our wonderful host, Tasha, is one of my interview subjects coming up mid-April. Yes. So definitely check her, definitely check out her interview. And you can connect with me at brandingoutsidethebox.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.